Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole where OP's boyfriend tries to murder her with shellfish. Am I the butthole for telling my boyfriend to order whatever he wants for dinner, then getting upset with his choice? I'm a 20-year-old woman, and I've been dating this guy who's 28 for about 7 months. I'm not a picky eater at all, but I'm allergic to shellfish and he knows that. When deciding what to eat, I told him that he could pick. <laughs> and he ordered shrimp scampi for two. I was annoyed because I can't eat that, and he got defensive because I told him it was his choice and that's what he chose. I didn't think I had to specify, you can pick something for us, but we both have to be able to eat it. I thought that was implied. Why order for- <laughs> Why order food for someone knowing they can't eat it, but he thinks whatever means whatever and that it's my fault? Am I the butthole? Oh, sweetie, for dinner, I'm having shrimp scampi, and you're having lethal poison. It's very tasty, but I, do have to war <laughs> but I do have to warn you that if you eat this, your throat will constrict and you'll slowly suffocate. I mean, you said I can pick whatever, so if I want to order poison for you, then that's my right. Man, I like to, okay, I would like to think that this guy just forgot temporarily. He saw it, it looked good, he got excited, he ordered it for two, and then he got defensive because he's embarrassed. I <laughs> or he just, I don't know, he just really wanted to order poison for his girlfriend. I don't know, either way, this guy's, this guy's ridiculous. Opie, I'm giving you zero out of five buttholes. I'm giving your boyfriend, oh jeez. If it was an accident, I guess one out of five buttholes. If he... <laughs> If he's trying to kill you, I guess I'll give you five out of five buttholes, but I don't think he's actually trying to kill you. 
Either way, OP, maybe it's time to move on from this relationship, because despite the fact that you're 20 and he's 28, he is shockingly immature. Am I the butthole for telling my dad that it's not my job to make sure that my half-siblings have a mom? I'm a 17-year-old boy, and my parents divorced when I was 5. I'm not sure why. Part of me has always figured that dad cheated on mom because he was with someone suspiciously fast afterward, like the same month fast. But my mom never spoke about it. She just told me that both she and dad loved me, and that would never change, and I would never have to choose between my parents. My dad has been in two live-in relationships post-divorce. When I was seven, he was with Jen and had Luna, who's nine. Then, when I was ten, he was with Bree and had Harry with her. Harry is currently seven. Jen and Bree both stopped being moms to their kids, so my dad became a single, full-time parent to my half-siblings. From that point onward, my dad has tried to convince my mom that she could step up and at least fill some kind of female role model relationship with them. He also corrects me whenever I use the term half-siblings. He says that we're all just siblings, and if I were to call them my siblings, then it might soften my mom's heart of being more of a female maternal figure for them. He would ask mom, on my behalf, to let me have my half-siblings over to her house during her custody time. My parents have equal custody with me. He would claim that I really missed my half-siblings when I was gone, and he would claim that I wanted to spend every holiday with them. None of this is true. I never said those things or implied them. Luna is having a really hard time having no female family members. She has a dad, two half-brothers, and an uncle. So my dad has been more forceful about my mom's part in all of this lately, and now he's trying to rope me into it more. He sat me down recently and told me that my half-siblings deserved to have moms, and I could help him with that. That I could share my mom and let them feel the love they deserve to feel. He said that I've always treated them like lesser siblings. First, because I always use the term half, and also, I don't try to include them in my life when I'm at my mom's house. He told me that this is where my role as a big brother really needs to take off. In response, I told him that it's not my job and has never been my job to provide my half-siblings with a mom. I told him that was on him and their actual moms to do that. I also told him it was sick how he kept trying to rope my mom in. I told him to accept that he only had one kid with my mom and she was only obligated to care for me. His answer to that was that I was disappointing him with both my response and lack of concern for the overall well-being of my half-siblings. And he told me to do better, be better, and care more about my innocent little siblings. I told my mom about it and she tore my dad a new one for putting this all on me. She said that I'm not wrong in what I said to him. But my uncle also said that I could have more compassion for my innocent half-siblings. Am I the butthole? OP, every single thing that you and your mom are saying in this story are 100% accurate. Basically, the problem here is that your dad is really, really bad about picking women and maintaining relationships, and now he's expecting you to fix his mistakes. OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your dad 2 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for refusing to attend my in-law's Christmas unless my sister-in-law removes the stocking that has a different name than the one that I chose for my unborn son? To preface this, I've been with my husband Todd for three years. He has a nine-year-old son from his late wife. Todd is pretty close to his sister, Monica. Their mom is deceased, and Monica has basically taken over. She is nice to me and all, but she seems to be a bit controlling, especially when it comes to Todd. But that wasn't a real issue until after I got pregnant. 
After we found out the baby was a boy, she insisted that we name it Tommy. But I refused because I already had a name in mind, and Todd loves it, but he chose to stay out of the fight, saying maybe we should just let Monica call him Tommy. I refused and asked her to please respect me and the fact that I'm the mom, not her, and she said okay. Like always, she's hosting Christmas for the family this year and invited me and Todd to Christmas dinner. I was planning on coming, that is, until I discovered that she had hung stockings with her kids, nephews, and nieces' names and hung a Tommy stocking for my son. I was livid. I lost it on her, and there was a huge fight. I told her that I will not be coming to her Christmas dinner if she doesn't remove the stocking and put the real name on it. Then I left. Todd started yelling at me when we got home, saying that I was attempting to ruin an important family tradition by refusing to come. And he said that I was overreacting and I can't be telling his sister what she should or shouldn't do in her own home. He tried to convince me to come, but I said no. Not until she removes that stocking. And it doesn't look like she's going to because he spoke with her and he's now mad at me for making a huge deal out of it. Monica's husband, Philip, who is usually nice to me, called me yesterday saying that he spoke with Todd and he'd be devastated if I caused the family to miss the event at Monica's house and ruin it not only for the adults but for the kids as well since my stepson loves spending the holiday with his cousins. Todd has been quiet, and the only way that we communicate is through Philip. I feel ashamed. Maybe I overreacted. Am I the butthole? Okay, down in the comments, a whole new fatitude asks, Wait, was there ever a Tommy, like her dad or a child that she lost? Or did she just arbitrarily like that name better and started calling your son that? OP replies, No, there's no Tommy in the family. It's just a totally random name, which makes me even more confused as to why she's so hung up on it. It makes no sense, honestly. (laughs) Man, the Redditors are on the ball today. Then AQ replies, because it's a power play. This is your husband's sister's way of telling you that Todd will always be on her side. Now that you're having his kid, she wants to make sure that you know she's the one who calls the shots. Please start setting up some kind of birthing plan that doesn't include your husband because he will let his sister into that delivery room and control everything. Yeah, I agree. It sounds like the sister-in-law is basically trying to piss on everything to mark her territory. OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving Monica 1.5 out of 5 buttholes for being weirdly controlling, and I'm giving your husband 3 out of 5 buttholes for being a weak, spineless coward. Am I the butthole for telling my sister-in-law that I adopted my dog, not her, and she can spend Christmas elsewhere if she's scared of my dog? I'm a 30-year-old woman. My brother James, who's 34, is married to Sylvia. I'm not sure if this is relevant, but Sylvia says that it is relevant, so I'm going to include that Sylvia grew up and aged out of foster care. Me, my husband, James, Sylvia, and my parents were meant to go to my parents' house for the holidays. But unfortunately, they had issues with their plumbing and their house is now unheated, so they're staying with me and my husband and the celebrations are now at our home. This has upset Sylvia because we have a dog. Sylvia has trauma relating to large dogs and, as such, is petrified of my dog. My dog is a very large rescue dog. We're working on retraining and socializing him, but so far, he's been fine around most people. Sylvia knows all this, but she's still scared, and she says that she won't be comfortable staying in the house with a dog. She suggested that we send him to a boarding kennel for the holidays, which I'm unwilling to do. He's not good with new environments or unfamiliar men, and this house is his home. 
I don't see a reason to remove him from this environment because of Sylvia's issues which have nothing to do with him. The family was split on this and we argued about it in the group chat. Sylvia sent a message saying that, as family, we should accommodate her. I replied saying that I have a responsibility to my dog, that I adopted my dog, not her, and that if she can't deal with that, then she needs to spend the holidays elsewhere. This kicked off an argument because Sylvia said that I was weaponizing her background, which I don't think that I was. My point was that I accepted responsibility for my dog, for his well-being and his comfort, and frankly, the safety of others around him. I have no such responsibility for Sylvia. My mother is saying that I shouldn't have used those words, as I should have known that it would be triggering for her. My dad is on my side. James is now saying that Sylvia doesn't feel welcome at Christmas, even though I've told him that she's very welcome to come to the home as is, I'm just not removing the dog. Am I the butthole for making that point to her? Alright, this is kind of a tough one, because the story is kind of nuanced, and the comments are really divided, so I'm expecting some controversy down in the comments of this video. So I think Sylvia has a good point. She's afraid of dogs, so it's reasonable to expect some accommodations. However, it does feel like she's being a little bit demanding. As for OP, she's right. She does have a responsibility to care for her dog. But at the same time, it seems like she's willing to make zero accommodations for a family member. Like she can't, I don't know, put it in the backyard for the day or lock it in the bedroom for a day or something. She's just, OP is just not willing to do anything to help the situation. But after thinking about this, I think I'm leaning towards being on Sylvia's side because the way that OP insulted Sylvia is really telling. She could have defended her dog in any number of ways, a million different ways. She could have said, no, I have a responsibility to my dog. I'm not going to kick him out. She could have said, my dog is my family. I want to spend Christmas with my family too. But no, she chose to bring up adoption to the girl who was never adopted. Sylvia probably spent her entire childhood dreaming that a family would pick her and adopt her. And then OP says, I didn't adopt you, I adopted my dog. That, to me, feels like a personalized, directed, intentional insult. So, I could be wrong about this, but the vibe that I'm getting from this post is that OP has a secret chip on her shoulder against a sister-in-law, and she slipped up and revealed her true intentions here. So, OP, I'm giving you one out of five buttholes. I think deep down you don't like your sister-in-law, and it's showing. Am I the butthole for suggesting that we lock up the Christmas presents after what my niece did last year? Every year, my siblings and I, alongside our families, spend Christmas with our parents. We stay at their house for a few days. Everyone opens gifts together. It's hectic, but a lot of fun. The kids enjoy having one big sleepover with their cousins. My mom likes having everyone home again. We all pitch in. It's a win-win. Last year, my brother married Sally. She has a seven-year-old daughter, Mindy. That was their first Christmas with us. It seemed like they were having a fun time. On Christmas Eve, all the kids went to the finished basement to sleep. We told all the kids not to open up gifts without us and wake us up when they did. This was repeated several times. Once the kids were asleep, we put all the gifts under the tree and eventually went to bed ourselves. The next morning, around 6am, I wake up early and head downstairs. The living room was a mess. Half the gifts were unwrapped. Several of them had been ripped from their boxes. And there was Mindy playing with some of the toys. Most of them weren't even hers. She knows how to read and they were all labeled, so she knew this. I was in shock. I went to get my brother, Sally, and the rest of the adults. Sally was super embarrassed. My mom was very upset. The other kids weren't awake yet, so we tried to salvage what we could while Sally talked to Mindy. 
Not everything could be fixed, and she had even broken a couple of toys. The broken toys weren't even her own toys. Luckily, not everything was damaged, and even with the boxes that were damaged, the other kids didn't notice. But my sister's son had one of his big gifts destroyed, and he was sad when everyone else got theirs while he was told that he would have to wait for a new one to come back in. Sally and my brother reimbursed everyone. Mindy didn't get to open gifts with everyone, but joined the festivities later. She apologized, but kept making excuses. She said that she didn't want to wait, and she wanted to see what everyone else got. We're all preparing to go to my parents again this year. I put in the group chat that we should either lock the door to the living room this year, or put a gate around the tree so that no one can get to it. I didn't even name names, just specifically said, no one. Sally and my brother got mad, accusing me of treating Mindy like a baby or an animal. I said that I'm not doing that, but this is a precaution so that none of the kids are tempted. They said that this isn't necessary and that I'm holding a mistake over Mindy's head. I said, no, I'm not. I'm trying to make sure that we don't have a repeat of last year. And since I know that people will ask, no, Mindy doesn't have autism or ADHD. And even if she did, my daughter has ADHD and both of my sister's kids are on the spectrum. They still know better. I don't think Mindy was malicious, she was only six, but I do think precautions should be made. My parents agree with me, and my brother is mad that I put it in their heads. Am I the butthole? You know, honestly, OP, I'm not really sure why you think that Mindy wasn't being malicious, because, like, how violent does she have to be that she's breaking other kids' toys within an hour of opening them up? That doesn't seem like an accident, that seems intentional. And if I read this right, she accidentally broke other kids' toys, but didn't break any of her own toys? Very suspicious. So I think you're completely justified, OP. I think Mindy probably has some jealousy issues that I doubt have been resolved here. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving Mindy and her parents 1 out of 5 buttholes. That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.